rules. In the long run, it is not a good result for either party. One day, Democrats will be in the majority again. And this rule change will be no fairer to a Republican minority than it is to a Democratic minority. Mr. President, I sense that talk of the nuclear option is more about power than about fairness. I believe some of my colleagues propose this rules change because they can get away with it rather than because they know it's good for our democracy. Well, everybody knows that was probably just the weed talking. All hail the wise and great, all-seeing Barack Obama. Okay, so that's become a really big thing. Kind of interesting, no? Actually, it's not interesting at all. It's typical bullshit from Washington. And happy Saturday. Welcome all. Uh, this episode here I'd like to devote to... Uh, why we should honor people like George uh, Snuffleupagus, okay? Uh, they're, because they're legit, and don't trust your lying eyes. Uh, what I'm talking about are the stacks of lies on top of lies. I've referred to something similar to this in the past. But I think these stacks of lies are the principal reason why our country is such a freaking train wreck. Uh, here's an observation. I, I'm asking you to consider this. Lefties are always calling people outside their own little cliques liars, right? Uh, they even pay people to fact-check their enemies. And what's hilarious is when those fact-checkers are stacked up on each other and it turns out they're total, it, uh, they're 100% off. It's really weird, too, that uh, the evidence they usually cite is most of the time, predominantly, the last lefty who, or, you know, prominent or socialist, uh, weak-minded person, the last lefty who was talking about it, it, that's their evidence. Somebody else said it already. You know, it's one of their idols. They have this idolatry thing going on. It's like they just discovered that Henry Ford's assembly line can be adapted to the assemblage of lies. Uh, th what they're doing is they're repacking lies in bigger and bigger boxes as it goes down the uh, conveyor belt. Uh, and they know at some point the crowd watching in amazement will tire of the game and go home sooner or later. And what's the point? The point right now for air of this distracting nonsense is to make insane actions sound normal because of our thresholds of our sensibilities and such. One of the best examples is this Asian violence spree thing that suddenly has headlines. Guess what? Black and Asian violence has been big for a long time and had nothing to do with white supremacist, white nationalist nonsense. Uh, so for decades, the country has silently suffered through the most violent per capita type offenders, uh, black males uh, like 12, 13 to 29, and, and as they've aggressored their ways through the corridors of time. I've read... Uh, a number of articles that peek at the facts, okay, with their genuinely bizarre Marxist twists. You're actually being attacked by these for reading facts and seeing them as facts. What they're trying to say is, if we talk about black and Asian violence, it fails, you have failed to see the nuances of white nationalism in our society. I've literally, I've seen several head, headlines like that. 
Not really, right? It's not failing to see or fix violence is the problem. And this has another edge to it coming up. We either have crime and violence or we have peace and tranquility. It's obvious we have crime and violence. So the only drive that really matters is to stop perpetrators and help mend the victims. Not to say, well, this man is an aggressor or perpetrator or violent offender because of something else. There, there, there could be underlying causes, but none of them could collectively take the mantle of blame. So if here's what's interesting about this. The push to suggest white supremacy is the core issue is idiotic. And it is, that, it is idiotic for a couple of reasons. Because if white supremacy or nationalism or this organized mafia of white good old boys really existed, with the type or level of force that the left contends exists, and it's behind all of this nuance, wouldn't that force of white supremacy smashed the perpetrators of violence? They haven't. They don't. So it's gone on. So the very thing that they say is this, this overarching, this nemesis, this rival of a free and fair society, this white nationalism, it's not doing it because it's not there, or it would have done it because that would have been part of its nature. It would have been part of the beast. So this type of, uh, I anticipate these types of leftist responses. And, uh, and it, it leaves it all over again to, it's the whites who are the violent oppressors. Not so. So the numbers aren't ever there to back that up. Uh, ever, right? The numbers just are not there. Uh, and until you really kind of research and, and read through uh, the National Crime Victimization Survey to understand who does what to who, you, it's not really going to, you just kind of have to, maybe I'll put that in there. I'm going to add a link to that in the show notes here. I'm going to put a link to that. So again, it's these tactics of stacking lies on top of lies and kind of having connections to other lies that are causing this train wreck. Train wreck. Uh, Let's start with the uh, liar-in-chief, Joe Bryden. Uh, by now, you've probably heard several hot takes on his fake press conference broken down a number of ways by people you're, you're familiar with. You know, very uh, no, people of high notoriety. Ergo, I'm only going to focus on one lie right now that uh, I really haven't heard other people debunk very well. And it's the Trump's $2 trillion tax cut gave something like 83% to the top 1% lunacy. Those are strong words, and that's why he used them, right? But there's no reference point. He has to say something idiotic because the way we are taxed in this country is idiotic. More than 50% of American wage earners, the workers, receive more from the federal government than they ever actually pay in. They are, you know, they are they they get more than they ever pay. They are living part in part off of taxes from others. And there's about 124 million people working roughly in the U.S. So about 62 million people get more than they pay for. There's no punchline for Joe to say, 
how have we tried to give more to the people who don't contribute and have it make any sense? Because lefties are forced to speak about uh, the downtrodden, right? Uh, to keep us from asking questions why they're in bed with the elitists and foreign powers. It, they, they don't want to talk about that. Joe would never mention, uh, Joe Bryben would never mention that the uh, average earnings under Trump increased about $4,000 in three years. Way more than they did under Obama's eight. So uh, there's a lot of money lies too. Um, and there's a link to a Federalist article here. And it's very, this is, this is, this is interesting. Over the past 40 years, the uh, inflation-adjusted growth trend for the U.S. median weekly wage has been about $4.05 per quarter. It's a little over 16 bucks a year. During the first three years of the Trump administration, that's the ones before the corona fascism kicked in and got us where we are now with concertina wire around our capital. Um, the first three years, Trump got people a staggering $6.90 per quarter. A big difference, right? So during the Obama years, median wages grew um, at $3.20 per quarter. So he, he, you know, so much for claims that Trump inherited Obama's success. Trump's wage growth was more than double Obama's, and Obama's wage growth at two terms was 79%. 70% of 79% of that 40-year average, right? Uh, never mind the fact that you also should throw this in there because it's important. Black employment and black earnings were off the charts under President Trump. Eh, nice try, but no, Obama didn't do much. He didn't do anything for the black community, period. Here's my favorite. Um, how stupid do you think we are? And if we were... If we happened, if we were as violent as you say we are, I think that's important because when they accuse people of a group or individuals, segment of a society to be something, there should be some kind of like, this is why we say that, but they have none of that. They just say it. And then everybody on the news repeats it, like George Snuffleupagus. If Joe Biden and other fringe lunatics legitimately won the 2020 elections, why are they making it illegal for election officials to remove from voter rolls the deceased, illegals, minors, felons who haven't completed eligibility requirements, and folks who've moved out of the states they're still registered to vote in decades earlier? Serious question, right? Hmm. Why did they make voter sign-up automatic, you know, recently, for anybody receiving a government payment? Right after, you know, right after they fought to make millions of illegals eligible for stimulus payments. No connection there? Probably is. Probably is. So uh, they also want to, they are, they're going to. They're going to force this. They're going to pretend like they're not forcing it. They pretend like they're doing it nonpartisan, but it's not going to happen like that. It's going to happen. They're going to consolidate all the control over elections under the federal government. Uh, honestly, it looks like leftist lies and failed ideas caught up to them so they can't pretend much longer that it's nonpartisan. it's just geez we're, this is good for democracy none of this stuff's good for democracy does anyone even for a moment think that the new laws allowing federal government to withhold election funds 
that local governments need to conduct elections won't be weaponized. They have that in there. There's a clause in there where if they suspect you, um, uh, you suspect like maybe you looked at the voter rolls database or something, or you're curious, they'll punish you by not paying you for the costs you incur in your community and your precincts to actually hold elections. So, yeah, I bet the red states, red precincts are going to get punished by this. That's why I think it's time to have two countries on one land. So the march to Marxism continues. Since when did dark money become the decider of elections? Fake book spent a half, half a billion dollars, and you know they're going to get repaid for that one way or another. They paid for a half billion dollars of election meddling. Those were actions in there that used to be illegal. Keep tweaking the laws by some kind of government or governor executive action or other group. The way these elections were meddled with in 2020 uh, is unprecedented. It's not the first time socialists and Democrat clothing broke the law by getting a third party to pay for something that they can't do. And in previous shows, I've, I've mentioned the uh, CFPB and DOJ big money shakedown of capitalism under, you know, Barack Obama, Eric Holder kind of looked the other way, pretending like he was tying his shoe or whatever. Um, there's, a, there's a link in there. I'll have a link in the show notes. This show's theme is stack of lies. And I've said for some time, a lie wrapped in 50 other lies is a pain in the butt to unwind because of other things the socialists have, that they've been ratcheting up too. Many people I know have been under a lot more workplace stress pressure than ever before. Longer hours, tighter schedules, all that extra stress. Um, and the... The threshold for our sensibilities is totally shifted under this COVID crap. Um, so these people can't sacrifice other areas of their lives, like work and family, to spend the time or time the amount of time required uh, for somebody to unwind all of this, this yarn ball of lies. So the binary choice is to either listen to milk toast Republicans get in line with, will mock and cancel you, cancel you socialists. This decision-making loop is, isn't really an overt act, but it's kind of a one-sided bombardment, and it's been happening for a destructive force over some time now. But the, I, I think one of the things that we need to pay attention to, special attention, are to the articles trying to make you think Republican changes to election laws are Jim Crow. The filibuster rule is a great example, and one of the articles that's, that caught out, I, I'll put a link in there for that as well. Camille Caldera was reported, uh, reprinted uh, by MSM, saying that Republicans crossed the line, the filibuster line, that uh, Democrats were so kind and gracious that they wouldn't. And this was about where they wouldn't use that on uh, Supreme Court nominees. But Camille's pointing out is, is another empty gift box left at your doorstep by the Democrats. I say this because... Uh, over time, we've had the benefit of being able to see that the Supreme Court has been compromised by socialists for some time. The Supreme Court refused to take up clear cases, uh, which the Consti Constitution was contravened, took on cases it shouldn't have, and let the only legitimately connect convicted felon 
of the Russia hoax. Kevin Kleinsmith walk away after deceiving the FISA court and allowing the intelligence community to abuse America for four years. So pretending uh, the, the who gets a seat on the Supreme Court will never matter as long as Marxists are pulling their strings behind the scenes. So to portray these Democrats uh, as being generous because they kept their hands off the Marxist Supreme Court is rate is a I'd rate that as mostly retarded. It's a what it is is it's a fake deal. They they are offering something up that they already have complete control over. It's a fake deal, fake gift from fakers, and the story is covered by and promoted everywhere by simple-minded liars. And here's here's how I feel very differently now, 2020, 2021, it's versus several years ago, a decade ago, 20 years ago, is that these things, these debates and arguments and conversations, fake conversations we're having now, the way they've changed, the biggest component of that change, I should say, is that we weren't staring down the barrel of socialism quite like this ever before. And I, I'm really kind of at a loss for words why there isn't more opposition to this. I'm hearing more of it, and it's very welcome. Uh, it is reassuring a little bit. But where we are right now is nowhere near the volume we should be speaking at. And we can ignore and go on about our daily lives. I would like nothing more than to be able to do that. Spend time with the friends doing the things you want to do. That's going to change because they're going to make a change. Money that you would be spending on your interests, on your family, on your business, those are going to be changed. The operations your business can engage in are going to change. The way you get to your business is going to change. They're going to leave nothing untouched. And this is maybe, uh, originally it seemed like they were trying to incite problems, violence, by stomping across lines that typically are left alone. At this point, you can safely assume they're wrong about everything. Because they have been wrong about everything. I just hope enough of us get vocal enough and they realize this. Because I have no idea what they're actually, what kind of future they want. You want to honor John? Let's honor him by revitalizing the law that he was willing to die for. I think you mean dishonoring the law that some of us actually put on uniforms and we're willing to die for. But you're lying to and us. by the way, naming it the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, that is a fine tribute. But of course John it would help if he was actually speaking the truth Just and trying to get back the to intentions of the law were, were actually what they say they are. They need to line that up. We should keep marching to make it even better by making sure every American is automatically registered to vote, including former inmates who've earned their second chance. 
by adding polling places. You know, in 2020, they consolidated the counting centers and changed polling places. They urbanized. They put them in the areas that they had Democrat strongholds. So all the counting and tabulating was done where they had complete control. That's totally legit. And expanding early voting. Because nothing says legitimate elections like opening the ballots to find out how many votes you need to win. Are these people stupid? That stupid? And making Election Day a national holiday. So if you are somebody who's working in a factory or you're a single mom who's got to go to her job and doesn't get time off, you can still cast your ballot by guaranteeing that every American citizen has equal representation in our government, including the American citizens who live in Washington, D.C. and in Puerto Rico. They're Americans who choose to live at the end of the runway and complain about airplanes. By ending some of the partisan gerrymandering so that all voters have the power to choose their politicians, not the other way around. Socialist. And if all this takes eliminating the filibuster, another Jim Crow relic, of course, in order to secure the God-given rights of every American, then that's what we should do. And according to most accounts, that was a powerful eulogy of crap. Was he wrong in 2005 or was he wrong in 2020 when he delivered that garbage I mean, eulogy. That's one of the best, like, night and day transformations. They're doing this now because they need it so, so badly. And they wonder why we hate them, why they're loathed. My idea of a perfect future was never having to speak to people like this ever again. Never having to rely or depend on them ever again they they're free to pull their heads out of their asses at any moment in time i'm nobody's holding them back from doing that but i don't see that happening until we're like living in some sort of on the the tyranny they're pushing for it's ridiculous and the only way i can provide some sort of uplifting ending is to say at some point when things start to happen People should feel confident that they've given these individuals like this, like Obama and Biden and all the liars in the media, ample opportunity, opportunities to redeem themselves. They want to talk about how history will reflect upon these times and the actions of conservatives. Guess what? It's not going to, it's not going to reflect well on them. It's pretty clear by now with all their dishonesty. This is deceit. Marxist deceit. It's time to organize and fix this. Probably get to some more on that tomorrow or Monday. Take care, everyone. God bless.